0: The symbol is on the Great Seal of America and features on its dollar bill, surrounded by a Latin inscription with a part that easily reads New Order. The symbol is also associated to secret societies such as the Illuminati, a prime subject for conspiracy theories of world control, America, money, Latin inscription, secret society. All these are a perfect recipe for making the eye symbol a feared one. And it doesn't help that there's a trend of celebrity photo shoots with the one eye symbol. To many, the all-seeing eye is a symbol of power, surveillance, and control over the people. However, the reason for using the all-seeing eye on a dollar bill was to invoke the protection of God over the nation. This practice has existed for thousands of years. So why the fear? Well maybe because for thousands of years, the eye has also meant evil, destruction, and control. Hi, my name is Sandra Nagorchong, and welcome to Chasing Gods, where we demystify symbols to understand our world and ourselves. In this podcast, we'll look at the history of the eye symbolism across the world, its meaning of good and evil, but also of its root, consciousness. We'll look at the psychology and philosophy of the eye. What is it about the function of the eye that makes it the advocator of the self? Why is the eye the cosmos that observes itself? Answering these questions will explain why we seek comfort in the eye, but fear it at the same time. This episode also comes in two other formats, the video format full of supporting visuals, and the essay version, which contains sources and further reading. You can find a video on youtube.com slash ChasingGods and you can find both essay and video on my website at ChasingGods.com where you will also find other blogs and all the information you need to stay updated. I'd also like to thank in advance my Patreon supporters for helping me spread understanding. If you find my content valuable and would also like to support, please check out patreon.com slash chasing gods. Other ways of supporting me would be to share this podcast to others or leave a stellar review. Okay, let's start with the history of the eye symbol. In ancient Mesopotamia, modern day Syria, Iraq, Turkey, and Kuwait, people worshipped many different gods. There was the god of the sky, the god of the underworld, the goddess of war and love, to name a few. And these deities were portrayed by clay tablet texts, figurines, or cylinder seals. There were also eye idols, figurines depicting large round eyes. The eyes varied in style, at times they were perforated, at others with spectacles, and sometimes in threes or more. Historians found an abundance of these eye idols when excavating in the Near East, particularly in Telbrak, an ancient city in Syria in a religious complex later labeled as the Eye Temple. The body of these figurines didn't seem to be of particular importance, as if to bring the attention to the eyes only. Scholars say that the people of ancient Mesopotamia believed to be under the constant watch of the gods. That meant that the gods' eyes were all-seeing and protecting them, but there were also gods with the evil eye who would punish them. The evil eye could belong to any deity, but it's often been associated to Tiamat, the goddess of seawater and primordial creation. Tiamat has also been represented as a gigantic monstrous snake. Mesopotamians believed that sickness, death, and natural disasters were inflicted due to the wrath of the gods. These events arose unexpectedly and this caused them to be in a lot of fear. Their well-being was in the hands of the gods. It's understandable why one would often pray, asking the gods for protection. Ancient Mesopotamians would offer sacrificial gifts as they made vows, wishes and bargains with the gods. Offerings were also given as a thank you when a favor seemed to have been realized. Along with the eye idols, archaeologists also found many figurines of what seems to be worshippers praying with wide open eyes. These may have been devotive offerings to the gods, a symbol of being under the care of the god, while expressing, I am aware of your existence, you are my god, I worship you. The eye idols, on the other hand, seem to symbolize the constant all-seeing divine quality of the god or goddess whose statue would be present in the temple the watchful eyes also came in the form of amulet to be used as a sort of a lucky charm for protection against the evil eye the eye could be also reduced to just an eyeball this eye stone was dedicated to Marduk a patron god of the city of Babylon there's an inscription inside of it praying for protection for the king of Babylon To the Mesopotamians, the evil eye could be projected by the gods, but also by humans. In fact, they believed that men were the instruments of gods to cause damage onto the people. A simple look or stare by a person with ill intent, jealousy, or anger could cause harm to a person. To some of you, this may sound very familiar, we'll talk about that later. But first, let's move on to Egypt. In ancient Egypt, another polytheistic civilization, the eye symbol, known as the Eye of Horus or the Wedget, is one of its most popular symbols. Horus is the god of the sky and royalty. One of the many versions of a myth tells how Horus sacrificed his own eye to resurrect his father, Osiris, who was dismembered by his enemy. Horus's eye therefore became the symbol of healing, well-being and protection. Of course, ancient Egyptians also had the eye amulet to protect against evil. The overall Egyptian concept of the eye is very similar to that of the Mesopotamians. There's a protective eye, but there's also a destructive or evil eye. The one difference is that ancient Egyptians see the evil eye as complementary to the protective eye. The evil eye is the eye of Ra. Ra is the Egyptian sun god. The creator god and his eye is his female counterpart. She could be his sister, wife, or daughter. She's his doing and his destructive side. When Ra's angry, his eyes protect him by destroying. Ra's eye is also equivalent to the sun disk and can be embodied as a separate female deity like Hathor or Sekhmet. Again, the female goddess is Ra's complementary opposite. Destruction goes with creation. To the Mesopotamians, they are separate from each other. God is separate from evil, and evil is to be feared. This way of thinking seeped into the future religions of the Abrahamic line which we'll see next. It's also worth noting that the Eye of Ra and the Eye of Horus and all of their affiliates are used interchangeably in Egyptology. Judaism, a monotheistic religion and precursor of Christianity and Islam, was born amidst polytheistic culture. On its course to abolish polytheism, it forbade all worshipping of idols. No one was to have figurines representing gods or goddesses, and that included the eyes. There is only one God, Yahweh and even he cannot be represented in any shape or form. As much as pagan ideologies were repressed by the early Jewish authors of the Bible, many still remained, and naturally so. For example, Yahweh is a good, great, and loving God who only cares for the well-being of his children. Isaiah 41.10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. But he could also be destructive. If you cross him, he will smite you. Isaiah 13:9. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel with both wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. Therefore, he is to be feared. Luke 1, His mercy is on those who fear him, as he is also all-seeing. Psalm 3313, the Lord looks from heaven, he sees all the sons of men. In the eastern part of the world, religions such as Hinduism, Buddhism, and Taoism have a different notion of all-seeing eye. This time, it's not a God that's all-seeing, but a mind that is. This all-seeing mind is a third eye, or the mind's eye. This third eye is the eye of consciousness, and it resides in between and slightly above the two actual eyes. In Hindu practice, it's the sixth chakra, or Ajna. It's accessible but not easily. It takes hard work, be it meditation or other spiritual practices entailing focus of the mind. They say that some people have it naturally. When accessed, the third eye is a door of higher consciousness. Some call it enlightenment, others call it wisdom. The third eye is a sight beyond ordinary vision. Hindus highlight this third eye by placing a tilak or bindi right on the area of the third eye. This religious mark may be worn at all times or only for specific religious events. The third eye is one of the main symbols of the Hindu god Shiva one can recognize Shiva by the mark of the eye on his forehead. Interestingly, Shiva is also the god of destruction, but belongs to a trinity that embodies creation and maintenance as well. Okay, let's do a quick recap. In ancient Mesopotamia and Egypt, the eye can represent creation of good, well-being and protection, as well as the creation of evil and destruction. Though in Egypt, these two opposite forces are complementary. In both civilizations, people use eye amulets to protect themselves from the evils of the world. In the East, the eye is a symbol of deeper consciousness and vision beyond ordinary sight. In Abrahamic religions, the one God is also all-seeing. He's a good God, but to be feared as he can also destroy. Now, what does the eye symbolize today? The ancient Eastern traditions still exist today, so we'll focus on the West. In the West today, the All-Seeing Eye, also called the Eye of Providence, is considered an occult symbol that's strongly associated to conspiracy theory of mass control. But just a couple of hundred years ago, it wasn't the case. The All-Seeing Eye was very much a Christian iconography, and as we've discussed, a mere evolution of the ancient concept of the Eye Gods. The All-Seeing Eye on the American dollar bill was inspired by the Christian God. In the late 1700s, the American Congress needed an official seal and after several years of design trials, they came up with this. The image you see on the back of the American dollar bill. On top of the pyramid, which represents strength and durability of the 13 states, illustrated by the 13 layers, is the eye that represents the all-seeing and constant protection of God over the 13 nations. The triangle is God's trinity, and the sun's ray, his divine glory. Like the millennia before, the eye is used for protection. As for the Illuminati, the eye was never their symbol. The popular thinking is that they are an extremely powerful group who controls the world. But the Bavarian Illuminati were actually against oppression. They despised church and governmental control. They were a secret group of like-minded individuals who aimed for change and shared their knowledge and wisdom, hence their symbol of the owl. Their growing popularity threatened the authorities, so they were banned in 1785. But to this day, conspiracy theorists insist that they still exist and are the puppeteers of the government and major world events. Their claims, however, are unfounded. And somehow, the symbol of the eye was attributed to them to project fear and control. Understandably so, the eye is also a symbol of surveillance and control. Like in the cover of George Orwell's fiction 1984, foreshadowing a society in constant surveillance, the eye is the only logical image that depicts a message of, you're being watched, make a wrong move, say the wrong thing, and you will be punished. We'll speak further about other psychological aspects of the gazing eye later. The eye of control parallels the ancient evil eye of God in the sense that it causes one to be in constant fear of repercussion. Speaking of fear, the eye amulet used in ancient Mesopotamia and Egypt has also endured thousands of years and is alive and well today. Not only there, but in many parts of the world, such as Greece, Portugal, Pakistan, and as far as South America. It's called the Nazar, or mal de ojo, and in English, it's simply called the evil eye. Although it's actually the eye that protects against the evil eye. The amulet comes in various forms, as pins, keychains, home décors and essentials, but often incorporated in jewelry. To some the evil eye is just folk superstition, so the amulets are seen as souvenirs or art, but to others the evil eye is real, so it's best to not take any chances. What, what's that you say? Why are they all blue? Good eye! Blue is believed to be the color of protection because it's the color of the sky, which is the abode of the all-seeing good gods or sun gods. If you haven't noticed, the eye is mostly associated to sun gods. The sun not only resides in the sky, but it's the entity that sees everything and that created everything. The red colored eye, on the other hand, is associated with the evil, destructive eye, the real evil eye. Because red is symbolic of blood, hell's fire, intense passion. Over the millennia, the eye has continued to mean the same things. The watchful good, the evil destroyer, the self, and the wisdom of the mind. In the end, the eye represents consciousness. The eye is consciousness for very simple reasons. And when we understand why the eye symbolizes consciousness, it becomes very easy to see why the eye also symbolizes the rest. Consciousness is basically experiencing. We experience the world with the help of our five senses, and of them, vision is arguably the most valued one. The eyes are also the most living-like sensory organs. They point to where we focus, and they show our emotions and thoughts. We humans subconsciously read the eyes of those we communicate with. Eyes show emotions, motives, and sincerity. Dilating pupils is a sign of emotional arousal, which makes the person seem more trustworthy. Whereas a constricting pupil being a sign of fear makes the person seem less trustworthy. The eyes don't lie, unless you're an emotionless psychopath. But even then, studies show that psychopaths tend to stare for a longer period of time. The eyes mimic consciousness itself. It's not in vain that we say that the eyes are the window of the soul. The eye is the ambassador of the being. When addressing a person, you don't look at their hair or their nose, but their eyes. Just like the eye of God represents God himself, the eyes are the representation of you. The eye is the bindi or the core of the being we communicate with. To call young, the eye is the living mandala. A mandela is an artistic configuration of the cosmos, the cosmos of the self or the self of the cosmos. It's rich with symbolism and could also depict a metaphorical journey to enlightenment. Mandela means circle in Sanskrit. The circle is symbolic of a whole and inside the whole is the core or the bindi from which expanded the whole and from which are born the two opposite forces. Remember the creation myth where Pengu divided the yin from the yang? Check out the yin yang video if you don't know what I'm talking about. Mandelas are used by monks for spiritual growth and Carl Jung used mandelas to help his patients bring chaos into order via their dreams. The eye ball with its pupil and iris is like the mandela configuration. The eye represents the inside world but it also observes the outside world. There is a feedback loop between the two worlds, or perhaps, they are just one and the same. The eye therefore represents the cosmos that is conscious as it observes. Seeing someone confirms their existence, but being seen by someone also confirms our own. Being seen increases our self-awareness, let alone engaging in eye contact. The eye observes and can't help but judge. Being watched and judged has been one of humans' most basic fears. It's no wonder that a symbol of an eye could instill fear. A study has shown that people acted more altruistically if they were exposed to an artificial eye on a computer screen. To observe the eye requires light. It's light that allows the eye to discriminate between all the colors of the world, and therefore images. God has been equated to light for millennia. Lately and arguably, so has consciousness. One can entertain that God equals light equals consciousness. For as long as consciousness exists, opposite forces will as well. The eye may be that of the watchful good or that of the ill wishing evil. That's why the iconography of the eye can rouse two different emotions one of trust and one of distrust. It's who's behind the eye or associated to it that will bring meaning to the eye. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and I'll see you on the next Chasing Gods episode.